Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast. I'm your host, Nate Weitzer, coming to you solo for a week or so here as Josh Lander gets a much needed vacation after the All-Star break. I will be joined tomorrow by Mo Nawara uh, of thelines.com. You know him from Beat the Closing Number and other quality programs on our podcast network. As always, like and subscribe to this one. Me and Josh will be bringing you videos through the regular season and the NBA playoffs. As always, we got best bets. We got player props. We got the odds finder tool up at lines.com and, and articles up there to help you find the best bets here. We got a full 11-game slate here on Tuesday after a little baby slate on Monday. And the first bet I'm rolling with here is the Bucks team total under 119.5 or Hornets to cover plus 15. It's really about the same bet for me. It's just saying the Bucks are not the same type of team that is that that is generating that type of respect on the spread. 15 points. I mean, granted, they beat Philly by 20. Philly is is dealing with some broken issues right now as they look for their their mouthpiece figuratively to try to get off the mat of this season. Um, whilst the Hornets are on some sort of crazy heater that actually began when they gave up 120 with a skeleton crew to the, the uh, Milwaukee Bucks in Patrick Beverly's debut for what that was worth. You know, the Bucks absolutely crushed them. It was a get-right spot for them after they lost to Minnesota. And since then, I mean, these teams have not really sniffed this type of total in terms of the Bucks scoring 120 or the Hornets allowing even 116. That, that has not happened. The Hornets are number one. In terms of three-point defense, points allowed, uh, they have a 102 defensive rating. They're playing at a 96 pace in their last six games since that loss. They're five and one, so that's why you like both the uh, the number here plus 15 is is pretty crazy, um, along with the, the Bucks to not necessarily score a lot because under Doc Rivers, they've just been slowing it down. Like we saw a pace as low as 88. Under Doc, uh, you know, since that win over Charlotte, they've played at a 96 pace, scored 111 a game, 19 free throws. That's down. You know, they were a home road team prior to Doc They where they would kind of blow up at home or at least take care of business. Now it's a little more up in the air. I mean, we have such a small sample size and he hasn't really had many opportunities to play at home. But since that long road trip that he complained about ended, um, you know, that they're just not really scoring. I mean, they're playing much slower. They're winning games with defense. And in order to kind of go over this total, this 120, they're going to have to get hot from three, which is what they did against Charlotte. They they went 18 for 52 from three with this season low five turnovers, which neither thing appears likely to happen here. Because again, Charlotte is the number one three defense in their last six. Uh, they're also number three forcing turnovers in that span and number three limiting free throw attempts. So when Giannis doesn't get his free throws, when he starts turning it over because the officials are calling charges or he's getting caught in the lane, whatever's happening, like that Bucks offense is not going to hum. The the Charlotte defense with Grant Williams leading the way has been very good. I mean, they managed to hold Golden State in their one loss in this span to 97, hold, hold them to a nearly even assist to turnover ratio. And this is a red hot Warriors team. Grant, if, if we remember, was a very good primary defender on Giannis when he was with the Celtics. He didn't, he wasn't really the same player earlier this season with Dallas and, and did get smoked along with the rest of the Mavs against Giannis. But in the previous eight with Boston, he helped hold Giannis to 25 points per game. So 
you know, Giannis has been getting his 30, 35 pretty consistently. It's just the pace, again, that that Doc is asking them to play at, the emphasis he's asking them to play in terms of getting back home uh, on defense and, and, and stopping the transition defense issues. And that's what per prime example, like they shot even better than this at Philly. They hit 18 threes again. They shot 48% and they still only got to 119. So getting to 120 might be pretty hard just based on the way these teams are playing in terms of style, in terms of pace and, and how well the Hornets are playing, which is just really astonishing and, and kudos to them. But second game here, you know, similar kind of look as Golden State at Washington under 243. That's a really high total for me. And I know the Wizards have a reputation of running and gunning and not uh, playing any defense. But that's really only been the case on the road versus at home recently. And their their offense has just actually been much, much worse at home. They're scoring eight points per game fewer in their last five home games versus five on the road. Their pace is six possessions slower. We're talking 101 versus a 107 and a half pace on the road. And that's why we're four and one to the under at home, four and one to the over on the road. They've actually gone under at eight of their last nine at home. And the particular thing that you're encouraged at here is that like, okay, maybe they won't give up 120 plus to the Warriors. Is their number four limiting three-point attempts, period? Also top 10 three-point makes and ninth in, in percentage there. So they are scrambling, getting out to the line and, you know, might do a pretty good job on the Warriors, forcing them to beat them on the interior. But the Warriors, they're, they're on their championship stuff now. I mean, and they're playing a bit slower out of the all-star break. Really, I mean, leaning, locking in even more defensively. And it, it was trending that way with Draymond back and and finally ramping back up into play, playing shape and the, and the kind of elite defender that we know he is. And now it's in the three out of the all-star break. I mean, they are number six points allowed, number four in opponent three-point defense, playing at a 97 pace. Their offense is yet to kind of fire on all cylinders, so we've gone way under in those three. I mean, they did get 128 against the Lakers. That game still did go under. It would have gone under this total as well. The Wizards rarely getting over 110. Like I said, they're averaging 107 at home. Really, that's the last two months. So, I, I mean, you're, you're depending on the Warriors to really blow up for like 130 and more than more than I say 120 for this game to go over 243. Like, it's just a very high total. Their defensive rating is now nine points better with Draymond versus without him. They allow six points fewer, and they score about the same. So, I mean, he is at this stage in his career making more of an impact defensively than offensively. Warriors have gone under 10 of their last 13 overall. The only overs, overtime in Atlanta. It's Atlanta, first of all. And then the back-to-back set they had home versus Clips, who scored 44 in the fourth quarter to make that game go over. And then at Utah, which is just a really high-scoring environment, uh, right before the break, too, just the Warriors were running and gunning. And, and it's clearly a much different scene here as they come out with extra rest. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, force, forcing points off turnovers, the last note here is just that Washington – does not force turnovers. And it's really hard to score on this Warriors team right now if you don't capitalize on their live ball turnovers, which do happen. But Washington is just not that kind of defensive team. They like, I, I don't know where their points are supposed to come from here. Like, if you do think somehow this game is going over, like, just go ahead and bet on Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma player props because those guys going to have to go off. Poole did have a nice game. I mean, a very inefficient, but he had 25. 
at Golden State in his first opportunity here for some revenge. Now he gets a second opportunity, but he's been really up and down lately, coming off a hotter game. But I don't really trust him against these dubs and Draymond leading that that back line. So I'll take the under here as long as it stays at 240 or, or above. Right now at 243, it's definitely something to capitalize on. Let's get right into player props here on an 11-game slate for Tuesday. Um, and Donovan Mitchell, his prop only is 23.5 points, and it's juiced up there uh, with the Cavs facing hosting the Mavericks. I will take an alternative line there. 26 points gets you plus 115 at DraftKings, for example. I think he's good for 25-plus at least. I, I mean, the trend says he's good for 28-plus is what he has in eight straight home games, averaging 35 in those games on a 35% usage rate. And maybe you're worried that Darius Garland is going to start ramping up. I mean, he got a little more action when Donnie missed two with the illness out of the all-star break. Uh, but I, it's still been monstrous usage for Donnie all year when Garland's been out there. It's still 31%, still scoring 27 and a half. For me, it's more about the matchup. Like, do they need him? And they're absolutely going to need him. Like Dallas is 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 smoking hot. I know they lost the Pacers, but that offense when it's clicking, it's it seems like one of the hardest things to stop is is Luca, and then with a legit uh, co-star alongside him and Kyrie, who's playing very very well. Even this Cleveland defense is going to have some trouble with Dallas, and that means Donnie's going to come right back in what projects to be a higher scoring game than usual for the Cavs. So the fact that he was quiet. Against Washington, classic, you know, not e easy, you know, low scoring win for these Cavs as he came back from the illness does not indicate he's going to be quiet against Dallas. Uh, he's been forced to play 40 minutes per game. The two times he's met Dallas when he was with the Cleveland scored 29 and a half shot 54% from the floor. He is just red hot uh, go before the all-star break. He was last 10, 29 and a half points again uh, and shooting 51 and 43%. From the, from the floor and three-point line, respectively. I mean, Donovan Mitchell. And while this Mavs defense is improved, like a lot with, with Washington and Gafford back there on the back line, it's still not a, you know, top 10 defense by any stretch of the imagination. It might not even be an above-average defense uh, overall, especially with Luka at the point of attack. Like, Donnie, you know, he, he's going to respond in kind to the, the offense that those two guards are going to point out there, and, and he's got to hunt them on the other end, keep the Cavs in this game. That's just fully what I expect them to do. I mean, you look at the game log, if they play a a bad bottom feeding team, Mitchell's much less likely to have a big game than if they play the Bucks or, you know, any any team that seems like a true contender, even if it's just like the Bulls, like a mid-tier contender in the Eastern Conference, like Donnie can bring it and, and will bring it. And, and the Mavs are very much a contender right now. Pick two. Let's go, Jalen Johnson. It's been a while since we went to the young kid, uh, but with Trey Young now set to miss several weeks, I guess just the regular rest of the season, it's it's Jalen and Dejounte Murray uh, soaking up huge usage. Like Trey has been number two or three in terms of potential assists, passes made, etc. All season, like the ball is always in his hands. Usage is sky high, so. I'm going to take the points and assists with Jalen Johnson here. 22 and a half is the number you get. I mean, you add 10 rebounds if you want to just take the whole bundle here, which he, he's been pretty good for in terms of getting a double-double. Utah's a really good rebounding team. 
is the one hesitancy there, uh, but not as much lately. Um, and, and where they have been extremely vulnerable is giving up assists and points and and points to power forwards on the road. They allow the most points to power forwards. They allow 30 a game to the position in their last 15. That kind of coincides with when they went smaller with John Collins in the starting lineup. So Jalen gets to go against that unit, uh, and, and they they allow a league-high 31 assists on the road, 123 points. You look at their last six road games, that's 36 assists per game and nearly 130 points per game. They just played at a 109 pace in their last game against the San Antonio Spurs. So this game with a 238.5 total, you, you got to go over if you're going anything. Honestly, you are not going under with my seal of approval uh, with, with the Jazz and Hawks tangling here even though Trey Young's out and even though the Hawks were in a kind of lower scoring game that was against Orlando in the first game without Trey and Jalen was right there with DeJounte you know in terms of passes made uh both were like top 15 marks in terms of anyone in the NBA in the last game Jalen goes for 21 10 and 7 in his in, in that first game without Trey his previous one without Trey when he was out with a concussion in January he went for 21 and 6 uh, in terms of assists at Golden State, much tougher matchup in my opinion. Um, home road splits since January, you know, a little bit more productive at home. 17 points, four and a half assists, which is just below this number, but that's on 18% usage. And his last four without Trey, at least 21% usage. We're looking at 22% against Orlando last time out. I think Quinn Snyder and company know it's about DeJounte and Jalen, and honestly, I think DeJounte probably just garners more attention at this point, and you get that secondary playmaking from Jalen Johnson. Plus, I mean, the number for DeJounte is 33.5 versus this 22.5 for Jalen Johnson, and I think we're really looking at a 1A, 1B in terms of who's having the ball in their hands going forward for the Atlanta Hawks. Um, and, you know, so for for that 11 points slash assist of value, Let's go with Jalen Johnson. It's a it's a plus matchup for both of them, though. Like, don't get me wrong with with Keontae George logging tons of minutes. If you want to hit Dejounte, uh, go for that as well. But I think both these guys are going to continue to have productive games in the wake of that Trey Young injury. That's all the time we have for you today in player props. Also got best bets up. If you can find that on the lines.com, like and subscribe. You won't miss a uh, video here as we continue to bring them through the regular rest of the regular season into the playoffs. So until we see you next. Happy betting.